mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. This is Sean from Silicon Theory. And as some of you may know, uh, every month I like to write a feature at silicontheory.com called Silicon Theories. It's basically just a couple, two or three things that pop into my mind that are interesting and that I want to go over as part of the coverage of the tech of the day. Uh, for those of you that don't have time to read this go around, I figured maybe we would try it as an audio podcast and see how it does. So, Right now, we're going to take a look at whether AI assistance can actually be helpful in our lives, whether or not electric cars are here to stay, and wonder what HTC is up to with their latest phone, the U-Ultra. Ready? Let's dive in. Google Assistant is useful and you should probably be using it, but maybe not yet. Google's AI Assistant, and let's not get into the name thing, can do a lot of stuff. If you have a phone that has it enabled, and many of the current crop of smartphones either do or will soon, you might have used it to do things like add a reminder to pick up your dry cleaning, set a timer for a meeting, or asked it when Abraham Lincoln's birthday is. And all without picking up your phone, since the hot word command of OK Google will launch the always listening assistant and prepare it to do your bidding. It's almost like living in the future, where a computer can listen to your questions and answer them at any moment in time, anywhere you are. And while Siri and Samsung's recently launched Bixby personal assistant do some of the same things in different ways, the general consensus so far has been that AI assistants are more of a novelty than an actual useful part of our daily lives. This is a big deal, since major companies like Google and Apple and Samsung are betting that AI is a very prominent part of our future, especially when delivered via mobile tech, such as our phones and other relevant household items like Google Home and Amazon's Echo. These big bets so far haven't paid off, as especially with Google Assistant, the implementation has been fragmented and fraught with some very public and embarrassing snafus. Contextual awareness is great, but it's only the first step towards something larger. Things that you would really want to do hands-free are in the coming soon features, and so that leaves us with an assistant that is basically a glorified version of a verbal Google search. And I personally use the Google Assistant to settle factual arguments all the time. Your mileage may vary. But if this is the most useful thing that Google Assistant can do right now, most people won't use it, and that's a shame. Because maybe all of these big companies are right. Just not at the right time. So let's talk about if Tesla is really a more valuable car company than Ford. A recent New York Times article highlighted that Tesla has passed Ford in market value and it's on its way towards rarefied air, the market price of General Motors itself. Most of you have probably heard of Tesla by now. They're a high-end maker of electric cars and they make a few more affordable models too. But the fact that what amounts to a startup company has challenged one of the major automotive players in the industry is, in a word, remarkable. A senior editor at Kelly Blue Book is quoted as saying that he thinks investors want something that is to go up orders of magnitude in the next six months to six years, and he thinks that Tesla is that story. The vast majority of people in America still drive gasoline-powered automobiles, that's just a fact. But I think a lot of folks would agree that hybrid vehicles and truly electric-only powered cars are the hope of the future. And while adoption rates of electric-only cars has been slow going, likely in no small part due to the automotive industry's powerful lobby in Washington, D.C., there are changes afoot in society. Now it's no longer the the save-the-earth hippies that are clamoring for the change to electric cars. 
People are finding that they are saving money in fuel and related costs, and that's more of a tangible takeaway than any feel-good story could ever be. So maybe Tesla really isn't a car company after all. Maybe they're a battery company, so says Elon Musk. But what they do is valuable enough for people to give them a powerful foothold in the automotive industry. And, as has been mentioned before on the Silicon Theory podcast, Elon Musk has developed the same kind of cult following status that Apple's Steve Jobs had. And that worked out pretty well for Apple. Lastly, HTC makes Pixel phones for Google. So how did they screw up the HTC U Ultra so badly? The internet has not been kind to HTC of late, and that's putting it mildly. While it's wildly known that they are the fabricator of Google's Pixel devices, HTC also appears to want to make their own branded smartphones, and the first such device released this year was met with some sharp criticism. Android Police, The Verge, Android Authority, and Gadget, you get the picture. These reviews from all of these tech websites did not go very well. HTC was kind of spun out of control after the HTC 10, which was not a commercial success, but was widely hailed as a very solid device overall. We currently live in a world where large companies like Apple feel that they can do things like remove the 3.5mm headphone jack from their latest flagship device, not without some measure of controversy, mind you. And yet in the same world, another very large company in its own right, like Samsung, has generated an eye-popping new flagship of its own and still managed to keep a headphone jack. So clearly there's some division on whether this is a good idea or not in the tech world. Other smaller OEMs like Motorola have followed Apple's lead, but aren't really selling any devices. And HTC produced the Pixel devices last October for Google, and those still included a headphone jack. So their decision to remove one from their latest non-flagship device is a bit of a head-scratcher. If it's not their high-end flagship, and the rumors are that they will have one, but later on this year... Why do things like remove the head jack for one and price at about $750 for two? This isn't a mid-tier device, but it's clearly not a high-end one either. So what exactly is it? What it is is probably not going to sell very well, apparently. That's it for the April edition of the Silicon Theory, Silicon Theories. Remember, you can always find us at SiliconTheory.com. Hit our inbox at SiliconTheory at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at SiliconTheory. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.